Welcome to today's show, everyone. And wow, you are going to be delighted. You're going to be dazzled. You're going to be able to have some amazing takeaways on actions that you can take today to really elevate star power out there into the world. I have Ken D. Foster. He is a keynote speaker, best-selling author, business strategist, and news personality who owns a broadcast and media production company. He's the executive producer and host of Voices of Courage show. It's a syndicated TV podcast plus radio and broadcast in 185 countries. He specializes in working with people who are committed to leveling up their lives. Okay, now you know why I have him on here. He is maximizing their highest potential. And we're going to be doing that with you because you all have that spark and let's ignite it today. Ken is called a huge change maker who pushes the envelope and challenges audience to think differently, to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. You're listening to The Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, we'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. Welcome to the show, Ken. Hillary, it's so good to be here with you today. And yeah, I've been doing this for a while. And, and um, yeah, I think this is the day. This is the day that there's members out there in the audience that are going to make some shifts that actually up-level their lives, up-level their businesses. And as a result, they're going to have more happiness, maybe a little more money, and hopefully a lot more fun. Okay. Happiness, money, fun. People... You do not want to miss this and especially stay for the ending because at that moment, I'm going to be giving you the biggest takeaway and you're going to elevate yourself in so many ways. And you know what I love? I love throwing out there. And Ken, you are the perfect person for me to be doing this with is how right now, and I'm asking everyone listening, how can you relaunch today? How can you relaunch personally and professionally? And if you're like, I don't know, well, guess what? Ken is going to give you that holy grail, that, that you know, I think of like the yellow brick road and you're not going to be like kicked off to the side. You're going to stay on it right 
to where your North Star takes you. So Ken, I always like to start with, and I, and I loved when you had me on your show and I got to really highlight what's going on in my life and how I'm impacting people's lives. And now I wanna do the same for you. And I wanna share, let's just talk about something that perhaps your audience and probably my audience don't know about a significant relaunch that you've been through. Well, I've been through many relaunches over my years. And, you know, the one that really comes to mind was the one in 2000, between 2008 and 2010. And uh, I was going along, I was doing really well. And uh, boy, I had uh, properties around the United States, uh, businesses were rocking, you know, we're doing uh, uh, millions of dollars in sales. And all of a sudden this thing comes along, right? And the economy kind of shuts, real estate markets go down. And I'm left holding the bag with about two and a half, uh, actually it was more than about $3 million in debt. And um, I thought, whoa, what am I going to do now? Well, you know, I could have bankrupt, but I, nah, I had done that earlier in my life and I, went, I will never do that again, too painful. So I thought I'm going to have to figure this out. And I want to say this, some of the principles we're going to be talking today, and we're not going to go into the depth of how I turned everything around, but I will say this, within two years, I was completely free of all debt and I was on making money uh, in droves again. Now I will say this, in the middle of that, though, this is my point that I want to make to the audience. In the middle of that, I thought that I needed to start lowering my prices, start going out and helping people that were already, that were also suffering. I started going out to churches, things like that, to generate to clients for my coaching uh, business. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, the reason I'm telling this story, because we're going through, we're coming in this recession time now. And so in the middle of that, all of a sudden I found myself, wow, this is not working. This is not working at all. So I, in fact, I was going to be even broker than I was if I didn't turn things around. So what I did is I went back and I upped my prices, counterintuitive to what was going on. And I, I also- well, let, me, let me ask you, Ken. This is, Go ahead. Let, me, let me ask you this. So it is counterintuitive. And you're yeah, going yeah. after people that, and I, I'm just assuming, but I, I think I, I understand where you're going. The people that you are going after can't pay, can't pay you. They didn't have any money themselves. So you're, you're looking at an audience that can't keep and sustain a, an active coach or whatever else you were going to be offering them. So what caused you exactly? Cause I know there is a value problem out in the world right now where we undervalue ourselves and you were able to flip the switch i call it a relaunch flip and decide you know what it is time to raise my prices what was it yeah well listen when i went out there now you know if you remember back in 2008 10 there were a lot of people losing their homes a whole bunch of people right they were middle class people they they were people that six months earlier had jobs paying them you know, a couple hundred thousand a year or two, right. you know, you know, they, they were doing well out there. So now I'm thinking my heart's open going, well, let me help these people turn it around. So you nailed it though, right? At that point, they couldn't, they couldn't afford to pay. Right. So here's what I had to do. I had to switch the, switch my thinking. My thinking was I was trading time for money, right? 
coaching. I coach so many times a month. And I went, wait a second, I got to switch that around. I got to now coach people time for value. And so time for value is a lot different, right? So from my point of view, you know, what's the value of, let's say, if I'm working with somebody in a relationship, what's the value of them not getting a divorce? Probably pretty financially significant, right? I can help somebody. Or what's the value of somebody, they have a partner, it's not working in their business, and I can come in and help them solve those problems. Now they don't have that turnover. Well, how much value is that? There's, that's could be hundreds of thousands of dollars for somebody. So I went, okay, this is what we're doing from here on out. It's not time for money. It's time for value. And so that's, that's what worked for me. You know what I like uh, about this concept? And I, I do want to reiterate it because it is so valuable. You know, having you and I have both been in the industry of coaching for, you know, decades. And there is something that is so profound when you stop placing a dollar figure on what the outcome is in your mind. Because when you said about relationships, about partnerships in business, and how do you put an hourly dollar amount on that versus the end, the transformation, the ability for that company, once they get back on track, where could they potentially be in a year? From now and well, that's and, and that's exactly right. You 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 nailed it exactly right, Hillary. It's uh, you know I had one company uh, during that time that they were their their turnover was like I, I think it was like eighty percent something like that. And I came in and you know and I charged them quite a bit to come in and, and work with them. And um, they they had the mindset that that's this is just the way it is in this industry. It's a construction industry, right? And of course, people were going, you know, leaving like droves. But I said, listen, that's that's not how it is. We don't have to have that. Anyway, they turned that around and they they went from 80% turnover rate annually to something like 5%. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. A lot of that had to do though with what we're talking about. What are we really talking about? We're really talking about changing your mindset, completely shifting. You know, back in 2008 and 10 part of my spiritual lesson was to be of service. So I was really trying to be of service, but I was being a service to everybody else and not myself and my family. You get it? So I needed to be able to shift that to be able to be a service to everybody, right? Including me. There's a piece here that is really important. I also shifted significantly into intentional living, intentional living, right? I'd all, you know, I had set goals and set targets and looked at outcomes and, and all that stuff we do in business. But that's different than setting intention. In fact, I'll tell you a, a quick story. I interviewed a lady by the name of Louise Hay. Uh, I love her. Oh my God. Louise. Yeah. Um, I've read, I've read so many of her books. I've listened to her audio so many times it inspires me every time i take a new nugget out of it so yes okay very cool i love this i love where this is okay, going so listen so i'm i go she's in san diego at the time she's living in a penthouse overlooking the uh the largest park in san diego i think Balboa park or one of the largest anyway i go up to her office or her home and i take the elevator up i open the elevator opens the door you know she opens the door and i walk in her home and her home is, is just this pale yellow. 
but it's completely Zen. It's like organized to the max. It's you and you walk in and you feel this energy. And like, oh my goodness, where am I? I'm feeling like I'm in a temple. So I sit down with Louise and we do this interview. I said, uh, and uh, at one of the questions I asked Louise was, Louise, tell me about goal setting. And she stopped and paused and she looked at me like, goal setting. She says, I, I've, I've never set a goal. Now here's this woman who's running Hay House Publishing. At the time it was doing $100 million a year, right? It's doing more now. I think Reed Tracy's taken over and done even put better things with it. But at the time, they're doing about 100 million. And um, I said, you don't set goals. No, no, not at all. I said, what do you do? Intention, intentional living, right? And here's the thing with intention. Intention has an energy behind it. It has a resonance, a vibration. When we intend something, right? I, when, I, when I'm using intention, my intention is that it's, it's a, a win, 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 whatever it is. It's a noble, uh, noble intention where, where I win, my family wins, the community wins, and the world wins, right? Intentional. And with intention, I'm, it's not something that I'm, it's going to, let's see, goals a lot of times have timelines and outcomes, and it's not that. With intention, you're stepping into faith, you're stepping into commitment, you're stepping into your power. And you're realizing that this is going to happen no matter what. And you're playing from that, from that space. And as you start to intend in greater areas, you start to develop your willpower and maybe your won't power also, right? Mm-hmm. You That's will right. accomplish this. And maybe you will have to say no to a bunch of other things so that this particular intention gets manifest. So that's where I was back then. And that's uh, where you I know what, this whole idea of intentional living and the fact that it came out of Louise, that is, it's so perfect because we often talk about this, you know, faith and an unwavering sense that it's not a religious um, aspect. It's literally that you are unwavering that commitment that, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if you're living intentionally, and what I also love is that you, you've you heard me do the tune-in process and it's a four step. The first step is, you know, identifying, hey, what what's, what's not working for you right now? Or what are you intentionally trying to do? And I love this because in taking goal setting, and so many people are adverse to even the word goal, right? Oh, because they feel like a failure every single New Year's where it's New Year's resolutions, goals. So we even talk about priorities. Like, what are you prioritizing in your life all the way down to your family, your, your spouse, your kids, your religious, you know, if there's spirituality that you want to, you, how are you prioritizing yourself? So this falls so nicely into, you know, this, this concept that then you really can understand what you said about stop trading dollars for time and start thinking about value for time. That's just There's another piece to this too. Um, back in um, oh I don't know several a few years back there was uh, there's a lady by the name of Lynn McTaggart. You know Lynn McTaggart at all? Uh, eight, the power of eight. Power wrote, of eight, right? You read the power book. of eight. Yes, love so it. Lynn, Lynn came out and you know in the uh, biblical uh, that you know Jesus taught us right where two or more are gathered, therefore I am there. Right? He didn't really elaborate on that. What well, what are the outcomes of 
two or more being gathered and I am there, the presence of the divine, the presence of power is there. But Lynn kind of did that scientifically, right? She went out and defined what happens when we, when we connect, we collaborate, and we co-create. What happens with that? Well, with the power of attention, and, I, and I've been using this in my groups forever now, where there, when we start holding intention for not only our goals, we're holding intention for, for Hillary to succeed, right? I want Hillary to succeed. Hillary wants me to succeed. We hold that place in our hearts and we hold that consistently every day. It's the uh, power of intention is quadruple. Uh, it's, it's probably it's 10 plus. It's, it's just, it just is amazing what happens when we do that. And an example for me was when I got into radio, I had no idea, no idea about what radio was about. So what did I do? I put people around me in a mastermind group that all knew a lot more about it than uh -huh. me. And we held intention for each other to up-level our shows. I did the same thing in podcast. I've done the same thing in TV. And it works every single time. Intention on steroids. Find a mastermind partner. Find a coach. Find somebody that can work with you to hold intention. And you will see that things shift for you. Oh, okay. Can you and I have had such amazing conversations, even after your show, we have continued our friendship and are actually looking at collaboration, um, you know, situations, and hopefully it's going to work. And even today, as I'm talking to you, and I'm hearing what you're saying, it's so incredible, because in my six month program, at the end of each week, we do based on Lynn's the circle of eight, and we elevate our energies together, focusing on one person that week. But here's where it just like the light bulb went off. I say you can't really find what you're going after with like-minded people. You can only find your true sense of purpose, passion, when you surround yourself with like energy people. And that's what you're saying. Put that intention out there. But you know what? We have to take a break. When we come back, we are going to dig more into this. Great takeaways, things to think about. And so hang in there and we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Welcome back, everyone. I am here with Ken D. Foster, and we are talking not about goal setting, but about intentional living. And I was saying on the break, 
you know, when you connect with someone and the examples he's giving are my favorite people, people that I have followed, people that I admire so much. And when we talk about, you know, experience, wisdom, there is a book called Strength to Strength that has recently come out and it's really helping people find purpose and where they're going. And one of the things that he says and he talks about is that when you're really looking for how you're going to write that next chapter of your life, especially as you're, you know, contemplating, what am I really doing something intentionally? Am I really happy with it? Am I, do I have the, the happiness? And what am I doing to give back in the impact? He says in the book, this, this great book, he, he talks about this concept of the wisdom of being able to give back to others and be able that in giving back, you elevate yourself. And I'd love to talk to you because you've had such great business success. And I love that you were so vulnerable and shared that in 2008, 2010, that was a really tough time for you. And you know, the really successful people that I have found, that I have interviewed, that I have had such key takeaways are the ones that have had the struggles, the big relaunches. And you talk often about the evolution of business and how you interpret that. Can you share with us your views around that? Yeah, I'd love to do that. You know, when I went through my transitions and I've gone through several, right? One of the questions I've asked myself is, who am I? We've probably all done that, right? Who am I? What am I about? What do I stand for? What are my values? And what is my mission? And for me, that those asking those kind of questions, in fact, those are foundational questions that I ask every entrepreneur, business owner that comes and, and works with me. It's amazing how many people haven't answered those questions. In fact, I'm working with a business right now. They, they're doing about oh, four and a half million or something like that, but they want to go to 10. And yet they haven't asked answered those foundational questions. So we're going back to that because what happens is, is that when you really clearly define those values that you really stand for and you live from those values, then what happens is the organization starts to live from those values too. Mm. But we have to step back even further. I think we have to realize that you know, we are here growing, learning, remembering, and evolving. Now, what are we remembering? Well, there's an essence in all of us, right? There's a power. There's a spark of the divine that's in each one of us. And it's very easy to forget that, oh, that's even there. So with processes uh, such as, you know, uh, Einstein was a great meditator, right? But a lot of people don't know that. He was also a great questioner. He questioned everything. And of course, one of the questions Einstein asked was, what would it be like to write a light beam of light? He asked it for over 10 years and came up with a special theory of relativity, E equals MC squared, right? Cool. Okay. Well, if Einstein can ask questions like that, can you ask questions like that using the question model plus the power of intention? to get the results that you want in your business. So values first, lay the foundation first, but then step into, let's, let's, I told people we're gonna open up things for them. See the unseeable, know the unknowable, do the impossible. How do we start to see things we've never seen before? Well, we start, first of all, to realize that 
there's the conscious, subconscious, and superconscious mind, right? Most of us are playing at the level of conscious, everything you see now, and subconscious or unconscious, everything that's happened to you in the, in the past. But why not tap into the superconscious where you actually can tune into the database that's there, that everything that exists that's ever existed is in that database, and you can tap into that. One of the ways we can do that, of course, like Einstein, great meditator, still be, be still and know that I am God. One of the references, right? Be still. But the key is be still. So when we start to still our mind, and then we can ask a super conscious question. So maybe the one you asked today is, what is the quantum breakthrough that I'm choosing to have in my business or life now? What is the quantum breakthrough I'm choosing to have in my business or life now? Now, if you have a little hard time getting to that, you might start out with asking, what do I want in my business or life? What do I want in my business or life? And then go into that's uh, that question that I just asked. You. I like that you're giving us that, you know, okay, for those that want the real simple, simple, you know, what do I want in my business or life? I like that. Yeah, but you want it simple. Keep it simple. That's great. But if you want to take it deeper, and, you know, my my friend, Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield, uh, of the, uh, the authors of The Chicken Soup for the Soul, when I was first writing my first book, they mentored me. Um, my first book was called Ask and You Will Succeed. By the way, there's a thousand and one ordinary questions to create extraordinary results. So if you don't know how to ask the right questions, that book has 35 categories of life with mm -hmm. questions in every area. You can get it on Amazon, Ask and You Will Succeed. But when I was with Jack and, and Mark, what they taught me was that the power of question. Because they asked about, they told me about 300 times, what's the mega selling, best selling book title that we should have, right? What's the mega selling book title that we want? And of course, came in Chicken Soup for the Soul, which has sold, what, a billion copies now? Mm -hmm. Just by staying in the question long enough, right? But, you know, if you're not asking the right question and your mind is busy, right? If you're too busy and you don't ask the right question, you just don't stay in it. Quite frankly, you might even get the answer, but since your mind is so busy, you'll never hear it. So that's that other piece. We've got to slow down to succeed, right? Mm -hmm. Slow down to succeed, baby. All right. That I love. And here's the thing. I, I your, your book name, again, Ask and You Will Succeed. I mean, all the different questions. And sometimes we can't, we can't get out of our own way to even ask those. So I love that you just said, you know, here's the thing. When you quiet your mind, even just asking it, what's the question I need to ask is a good one, right? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. What is the question I need to ask to take my life to the next level? What's the question I need to ask to have the relationship of right. my dreams? What's the question I need to have, ask? to have cash flow flow into my business, right? Yeah, I love that question. Great question. So as you're sitting here, you have, you've literally lived this life already with so many of the, what we call the successes, what we deem in society as, oh, this is, you know, you know this person and you know that person. But let me ask you, who would you say are your greatest heroes to date? 
Well, most of my greatest heroes are not on the planet today, mm. but, um, you know, my greatest heroes, I, I really admire the work of Napoleon Hill, uh, the author of Think and Grow Rich and uh, so many other books. Really One of the admire. best books of all time that I literally read every year again and again it's one and every time i come back i i find something else that i just i'm like oh i'm going to use this in the next you know the next live that i do it's just so powerful so i'm glad that you brought that one up again yeah i love that you know and i i follow the teachings of uh, jesus christ i follow the teachings of some of the advanced yogis that uh, were here uh, you know they're they're all still here we just aren't necessarily realizing that but I follow those teachings. I like to uh, take uh, deep dives in that. But on the planet today, the ones that uh, I think uh, who's making a huge impact still is uh, Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. um, I worked with Tony back in the uh, in 1999. He uh, hired me. I beat out about 500 people to get that position with him at the time, and traveled with him and learned from him and, and mentored with him. So he uh, he had a profound impact in my life. Yeah, so those, those are a couple of them that uh, so you, I really... You, you uh, went yeah. through all of this, and that's incredible because one of my, you know, one of the ones that I've studied for years too is Tony Robbins, and I've done Date with Destiny. And I've, I, I, I yeah. think he is so incredible, and he is yet, you know, always... Um, a teacher for me, somebody that when I listen to a message and as you go through your own process of, of going from, as you said, conscious to super conscious, you take more in, you hear more and you listen more carefully and you, it's just, it's, it's an amazing thing to have happen as you, as you take, you know, small steps, at be, you know, at the beginning, I don't think that you would say, or I would say that this process was one that, you know, when we were young, Hey, I just got it. Heck no, I'm still evolving. You're still evolving. But I do want to ask you, you have come up with the courage network and you are lighting it up. And I would love to to really, what is the purpose of this now? And what do you think people gain from it? Well, the Courage Network is a network of uh, podcasters and broadcasters that are making a difference in the world. They're stepping into courage uh, themselves in greater and greater ways and committed to making a difference, first of all, changing themselves, second of all, changing those that come into their, their space, and then making an impact in the planet. So the uh, reason that I'm putting that together is because I believe a couple of things. Courage, first of all, is an energy. It's a force. It's a power that lies dormant within all of us. All of us have it. Some of us have undeveloped courage, and some of us have developed the courage. When you've developed your courage as a, as a human being, you're stepping into areas of your life that might be uncomfortable. You're, you're, about, you're, uh, you're someone that is a seeker of truth, that is following and, and learning and growing, and it takes courage to do that. Whether we're talking about your business life, your home life, your career, wherever you are, if you're the one that wants to better themselves and step in and really evolve themselves. It takes courage. So the Courage Network is about bringing all the podcasters and broadcasters together in this beautiful format that we can start to spread as a collective. Remember, I said the power of intention, 
combined with the group, right? All setting intention to up level, not only the world, but up level our, for ourselves first. We have to do that first. If you got that turned around, if you're trying to make a difference in the world, but you haven't changed yourself and done your own work, you're probably just putting out more of the, uh, of the illusion delusion that so many teachers put out there because they haven't done their own work, right? So all of this kind of stem from this book. <laughs> it's called The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Essential Wisdom to Awaken Your Inner Genius. Mm. So that's, you know, that's the work, isn't it? It's daily. And it is. And daily. I and I like what you said about courage and courage, you know, if you think of the root word and the Latin root word of this, it's, you know, core, which is the heart. And for so many, it's taking that first step. And I'd love to ask you this, that, you know, so many times we talk about somebody's why and getting to it and the big questions that you go into companies and ask, how and what process do you take people through or businesses through to really get to their why? I love that question. Okay, let me give you one other thing. Let me back up because you remind me of something. You said courage you know, comes from the heart. It is. And it's to speak one's heart, which is what we do on the Courage Network. To speak oh, the truth, great. to speak one's heart. That's yeah. the definition. So things I do uh, to take uh, companies that I work with into the next level for them. You know, I like to start with where they are. <laughs> That's current reality, okay? And I like to ask them, you know, what is the most important uh, goals or targets? Or, you know, remember, I'm, you know, a lot of people I deal with aren't in, living in an intentional place. So I start out with where they are. What are your goals, targets, or outcomes that you'd like to have for your business? And then what do you want your business to be about? What's the most important thing to uh, solve right now? So you know, I'm looking at what's what's happening for them in their business, right? And then I take it in another shift, usually with businesses and what I'm working with. I ask them a little bit about themselves. What are their uh, what are their values? What are their skill sets? What is their what are their weaknesses, right? And what they love to do. I want to know that. All of this kind of you know puts a a uh, an idea around where they're going to go, right? Mm -hmm. What is it they want to go? And it's, it's amazing with business owners. Uh, you know, I work with thousands of solopreneurs too, not just people that are only mid-sized businesses. And the biggest challenge that entrepreneurs have, solopreneurs that I see out there, remember I've been doing this 26 years, tens mm -hmm. of thousands of people, is focus. Number one is focus. And what happens when we start to play on the creative field of life? When you start to meditate, there's a lot of meditators now, right? 20 years ago, not so much. <laughs> but there's a lot of people meditating, tuning into the superconscious. They're playing on this creative stream of life. And what happens is they get so many ideas and so many great things that they're going from one thing to the next thing, next thing, next. I interviewed a fellow yesterday on the show. His name was Joe Poland. And I asked Joe, I said, you know, how do you, how do you play on the creative field, right? How, how do you stop all this information coming? And he says, it's simple. He says, he, like me, I used to do this with my team. I used to get ideas and I put it out to my team immediately. And I drive him crazy, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it, it hurt them. It hurt, it hurt our relationship and stuff. As I was always, let's get this done. And Joe said this, I thought it was a brilliant idea. He said, I put it for 30 days. I put it in, uh, I forgot what he called it, but he puts it aside for 30 days. And after the 30 days, if it's a good idea, then we'll implement that idea. I thought, man, that's, that's amazing. That's brilliant. That so those are some of the tips that is, I use. You know what? Because we do get that like charge and we're like, oh, this is the greatest idea. We have to do it right away because if we don't, somebody else will or I'll miss the opportunity or I won't have that, you know, the the wave of momentum. But that's an interesting thought, literally. And if you're running your business the right way by putting out, you know, here's what we're prioritizing for the next 90 days. I love the question that you pose when somebody says, oh, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Okay. If we're going to go do that, should we take one of our other priorities off of our list? Because we can't do it all. But listen, we got to take a quick break. And when we come back, I am going to ask you, Ken, to you, you've, you've worked with, as you said, thousands of entrepreneurs, thousands of business people. What makes success happen? What makes success happen? So you don't want to miss this. I will look forward to having Ken answer that when we come back. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. I am here today with Kendi Foster, and I put out there a question that I know is one that is always at everyone's top of mind, and it is, what makes success happen? Well, how about getting that question answered from someone who has been in the industry for decades, has worked with people that have gone from literally zero to this lifestyle of success, what would that be, Ken? What really makes success happen? It's a big question, and it's a uh, not a one-size-fits-all answer. Everybody is uh, at different levels in their business, different levels of awareness, of consciousness. And uh, that if there were some principles that uh, would uh, be common to everybody, I would say the first one is commitment, right? We've heard it before, commitment. Well, that's an easy thing to say. But, you know, ask yourself, what am I really committed to? Mm. What am I committed to? And when the things, when the going gets tough, right? You've heard it, the tough get going. No, the tough don't get going when it gets tough. The tough slow down, they tune in, and they start to ask powerful questions to be able to take their business to the next level. I had a, uh, uh, I had a business that, uh, was doing really well. And then we hit some tough times. And uh, I went out and I got some advice from a fellow that uh, was outside of the industry and yet was very, very successful. 
thinking that it was a one one uh, uh, one solution fits all businesses, right? So I thought his solution would be a good solution for my business. Well, as it turns out, it wasn't a good solution. In fact, this man, uh, you know, he looked at what I was doing at the time and he said, hey, you should probably just walk away from that. <laughs> and because I respected him and I, and I, you know, I decided, you know what, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Maybe I need to walk away from that. That was a huge learning experience for me. And what it taught me was, and what I teach other entrepreneurs, is when the going gets tough, we open up our creativity. We go over the wall, around the wall, through the wall, whatever we need to do to overcome whatever that is. And if you're not really associated with your, your purpose for that business, right? Then when it comes, and I wasn't, I wasn't associated with the, the purpose uh, enough. When something like that comes, you too will probably stop or give up. Never, you know, Churchill said it. Never, 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 never give up. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the principles. The other part of this. Wait, before, before go you ahead. go on, and I, I do think it's always very interesting when people can say, you know, what are, what are you really prioritizing? Again, going back there. And I like to say, you know, when I first start talking to people, go to your calendar, look at what you have on your calendar for the last week. That's, that is going to show you what you're prioritizing right there. And so as you are saying, you know, you're, you're committed, it shows you what you're committed to. You sit there and a lot of times people say one thing, you know, you, you act one way, but really what you're thinking is something very different. You have to really be aware of what are you committed to. And, and if you know that your business is not where you want it to be, or your relations are not where you want it to be, well, look look at what you're committed to on your calendar look at what you're where you're prioritizing and start to put those things in and you'll very quickly identify like hey i'm not i'm not that high. i really don't want to spend that much time on it and you can cross it off your list which is another good thing so really i, I agree with you 100 percent. it really is powerful i love that the other principle i want to talk about is the uh the principle that there's a guy that wrote the forward to my book his name is stephen mr covey stephen covey right mm -hmm. Stephen uh, has a new book out there, and his book is called Trust and Inspire. I want to mention that because innovation is so key uh, to business today. If you're not innovating, you're probably dying. And in Stephen's book, I'll just mention this, he has a new concept. We, in business, we have been in a model of control and command. I tell that from top-down management. I tell you what to do, when to do, how to do it, when to show up, when to go home. And that's an old model. That model is actually going away. The curve is being flattened. And what we're going to is something called trust and inspire. We're trusting individuals at greater levels. We're trusting ourselves at greater levels. And we're inspiring greatness in others in business. This is a model that will permeate this country, permeate the world in the next few generations. So if you're innovative, this is something maybe you want to pick up so you understand where we're going. Um, the other piece is it's a mindset piece. I really want to talk about this, uh, Hillary. I had a good friend of mine. His name was Brian Clemmer. Brian Clemmer was a personal development leader. He was a West Point graduate. 
I was on stage with him and a, a gal by the name of Laurel Lang, Langmeyer and another one, R.B. Robinson. I think she was there at that event. And I interviewed Brian Clemmer and I said, Brian, uh, you've been to West Point. You know, you've, you've, your commitment is a big thing with you. And, and he, I said, um, tell me why, yeah, why that's so important to you. And he gave me this story. I want to pass it on to your audience because it was powerful. Talks about the mind. He said, Ken, somebody came to me and offered me, or a friend of mine came and asked me if he would, I would be able to speak at his event. And he gave me the date and time. And I said, yes, I made the commitment. He said about a week later, another fellow showed up and he uh, had the same date and time that, uh, for an event, but he wanted to pay me $25,000. And he said, guess what I said? I thought, well, he's an integrous guy. He probably said no. He said, yeah, I did say no. But he said, I didn't say no for the reasons you might think. He said, I said no, because if I would have said yes to the $25,000 and told my other friend who had made a commitment, I can't do that. He said, I would have been telling my brain that it's okay to break commitments. It's okay to not show up in integrity. And he said, that next time I go to create something in the world, he said, that would probably impacted a little bit or maybe a lot hmm. See, a lot of people's minds are like a wet match it's a like a wet you, they try to light it it's not there's no fire there why because they've consistently told themselves i'm going to do this and then they don't do it there's no follow-through you know i i've worked with people business owners a lot with lower self-esteem they look good on the outside but when you get down to the nitty-gritty with them they're like you know, I, I just don't feel good about myself. I don't feel good about the decisions I'm making. And I don't know why. And I said, well, at the very core of this, very core, if you make commitments to yourself or others and break them, it chips away at your confidence, your esteem a little bit. If you do this over a long period of time, you wake up one day and your, your willpower is literally crippled. So principle... <laughs> Number three, use your mind and be in integrity with yourself, right? Use your mind to ask courageous questions like, what if I, if I was courageous today, would I keep my commitment, right? But make sure that you are 100% aligned with what you're saying to yourself. So important. Words matter, right, Hillary? Words matter to what we're saying. And I agree when you think about, you talked about values and when people start to work on their personal values that will then also flow into their businesses. One of the top ones that I say is let's start with integrity because what is integrity? It's keeping the word and it's keeping your word to yourself. And so many, like you said, we don't. Oh yeah, no, but this is a better deal, I'll do that. And it does directly impact as you build up and you keep saying, you know, no, and oh, I'm doing this and switching. You, your, your own internal mechanism doesn't understand that this is absolutely impacting everything you do. You got to keep your word to yourself first. So I, I really think that that's important to circle back to. But one thing you mentioned earlier is the courage to change everything. Your book that has just come out. And one of the areas that you talk about is your inner genius, your inner genius and becoming aware of it. Could you tell us how important and why is it important to really connect with that inner genius? 
Well, first of all, why is it important? Because it's uh, it will help you to make really good choices. So imagine if 100% of the choices you make were accurate. How about the stock market? How would that change your life if 100% of the choices were, were, uh, were accurate? Well, it would probably change your life a lot. So the courage to change everything. When I wrote that book, it was about being able to drip on the mind consistently to be able to um, tune into inner wisdom, tune into the place that most entrepreneurs are developing at some level, which is your intuition. Intuition, right? How do we develop that intuitive part of ourselves? Well, we talked about a little bit. Meditation will help you do that. When you start to still your mind and tune into the higher realms of consciousness. But you know, when we're talking about benefits of that by the way another guy that was uh, on my show he, he wrote a book called buddha never had alzheimer's and uh, the reason that the research now is showing that in the uh, hippocampus area of our brain mm-hmm. okay where alzheimer's sets in that people that are long-term meditators they actually build cells in that area and they're not getting alzheimer's right okay mm-hmm. why is that important where are we going with that well we're going with it's time to develop that intuitive sense of you in a greater way. So if you're not committed to that, maybe this is the day you say, you know, I don't even know how to meditate. That's okay. You know, there's, there's a lot of places that you can go to meditate. I personally like to go to the source. Uh, I like to learn, you know, with meditation basically came from the East, right? So I believe that, you know, if I'm going to learn, I want to learn from somebody that's been doing this for decades, probably, uh, probably not some white guy, like me, you probably <laughs> want to learn it from some, somebody that has, knows what they're doing, right? So um, I encourage you, you know, there's an organization that teaches that self-realization fellowship. Uh, they, they teach, uh, you can just Google them. They teach the meditation principles that to help people go deeper. And what was um, the name of that one again? And we will oh, put sorry. Self-Realization Fellowship. They've got, they've got uh, uh, temples, about 600 temples, you know, meditation temples around the world. So they're, they're well known. And um, it's, a, it's a great place. They have lessons online. You can go and learn. Yeah, it's where I learned uh, how to meditate. So and people think, from all from all walks of life go there to learn meditation. Right? And I, I think that there is this. Um, this kind of falsehood around, you know, oh God, I, I'm type A. I just can't, you know, I can, I can never quiet my mind. As soon as I start to meditate, I just, you know, my mind just races. And here's the thing, when you can figure it out, and I always like, I like to say the first part of meditation is closing your eyes and just thinking about cold air going in your nose. It's always cool. And when you let out that breath, it's always warm. It's just an interesting like beginning. Just focus there because people that say, I can't do it. I've tried and it just doesn't work. Well, it works if you say it works for. Well, it's, yeah, I I love what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. Hillary, it's like, you know, I, I have been skiing for many years, right? Then I uh, had a friend of mine, we're going down a Oh, I don't know. It's probably a, a double black diamond that had a lot of moguls on it. And um, moguls are the big bumps on the ski uh, slopes, if you're not familiar with that. And um, he says, let me teach you a technique to get through these moguls. Now, I've been doing this for years, working really hard, didn't like these moguls. He teaches me the technique and my everything shifts completely, almost instantly. 
And I'm like, I'm probably 50% better as a skier just like that. Okay, moguls are my favorite. Give me this quickly before we're wrapping up here. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I just gave you what I'm going to give you because I want to make a point. So when, because uh, what you said, I am type A, okay? And it re resonated with me. When I sat down to meditate, my butt would burn and I, my mind would go crazy. I could do it for about 10 minutes. I did, you know, I learned how to, over a period of years, get there maybe 20 minutes. But when I went and I learned the technique from that organization I just gave, Self-Realization Fellowship, I went from a 20-minute meditation. Within three months, I did an eight-hour meditation, okay? That's called technique, okay? Scientific techniques in meditation, when you learn them, you can go deeper really quick. That was my point. <laughs> well, can I tell you, we are wrapping up right now. It has been such a pleasure to have you. Where can people find out more about you? Well, first of all, they can get this book uh, we talked about, Courage to Change Everything, the Daily Strategies and Essential Wisdom to Awaken That Inner Genius at CourageToChange.us, CourageToChange.us. You can find me on the web at KenDFoster.com, KenDFoster.com. For a limited time, I've got a few coaching area, uh, spots open, so I've Got a complimentary uh, a coaching session with me up there on the web for a few people. If you go there on that homepage, you can scroll down and you'll be and able to get these session directly with me. There you and go. we will definitely have all of this in our show notes. Again, thank you so much. And if you are called right now, which I highly recommend for everyone out there to do at least one retreat with like energy people, check out the relaunchretreat.com. We are having it. It's going to be in May. You don't want to miss it. Ken, thank you for being with us today. And everyone, today has never been a better day to relaunch. Take care and we'll see you next week. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.